0: Today's episode is an interview that I did with Nathan Bynum of Reach Fuel Potential. Nathan shares his story about growing up all over the world and knowing from an early age that he wanted to be an entrepreneur. His dad was actually a missionary, which allowed him to meet all kinds of different people, which has truly made him who he is today. Last year, he wrote a book on goal setting, and he talks about the habits to achieve your goals and succeed in the life that you want. A lot of us think that money equals success or that success equals money. While there's nothing wrong with making money because money is truly just a tool for us to make a bigger impact on this world, but money does not always equal success. And I love what Nathan says about know your priorities so you don't spend 40 years wasting time chasing money. Today, Nathan dives into his foundational principles on goal setting and really gives you a structured way to be able to achieve the goals that you want out of life. And a lot of this is focusing on your priorities and your values. So what are those? Is it your family, your faith, your health? All of these have to be considered in the equation when it comes to reaching your goals because what will happen if you have a big audacious goal that you hustle and you strive towards and you get there and you don't celebrate the things along the way, it's gonna mean nothing to you. You're gonna get there and you're gonna be like, this is it. So really rooting your goals on these foundational principles is going to help you celebrate the wins along the way. It's going to help you put the habits in place that when you reach that goal, you are going to feel, truly feel the success of what it means to have gotten there. So I hope you get excited to listen to today's show. You may want to grab a pen and piece of paper and jot down some notes as Nathan explains his goal-setting principles to you. Also, In the show notes, you're going to find Nathan's Freebie. It's a 12-month planner that is going to help you systemize your life to be able to put your goals on paper. They are going to give you that visual to be able to put the habits in place to help you reach your goals in the future, whether that is a week, a month, a year, five years, ten years, whatever your plan, this is going to help you get there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. Yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brienne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule, to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Nathan Bynum, and he is going to be talking to you today about goal setting. And he actually has just written a book last year on goal setting. And so I'm super excited for him to introduce himself and dive into all the things behind his book and the habits that you can put in place to achieve your goals and reach the success that you want out of life. So Nathan, I'm gonna hand it over to you. If you will, just introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah. So thanks for having me on here. Excited to be here. Just a little bit about my background history or whatever. I've kind of lived all over the place, including multiple places in Europe when I was younger, because my dad was a missionary. And that kind of exposed me to being able to meet a lot of interesting people and entrepreneurs and successful people in different areas. So I, from a young age, I was always interested in entrepreneurship and the business that I have now didn't start in the fourth grade but that's when like my mind started kind of gearing towards that kind of mindset and my first business did start then and that was uh, when I was living in Texas at the elementary school that I went to I would first off I would like go to the store with my mom and get her to buy a bunch of gum. And then I would chew it in front of people at school. And of course they would want some. And so then whenever they asked me for some, I would just sell them some. So that was probably by far the best ROI I've had in any of my businesses (laughs) because I didn't have to pay for anything. But then I went on to selling stuff for my room on eBay and then college started and I started doing a little bit of drop shipping. And then I created a website where I sold local artisans goods from around Florida, like honey and shell candles and pottery and different things like that. And whenever I was doing that, I knew I was gonna wanna do something a little bit different to where some kind of business online still, but somewhere where I could help people like directly. But I knew that that would be a great learning experience. And I also wound up getting to meet a lot of neat people that way too. And it helped me learn the website creation and the marketing and all that. And then last year, as you mentioned, I wrote my book called Goal Setting, Habits to Achieve Your Goals and Succeed in the Life You Want. I created a website around that. And that's this is the website that I had in mind whenever I was creating the treasures of our nation. That's what I called the local artisans website. And then I went through a program recently and became a goal success coach so that I could Understanding psychology behind achieving goals better and help people with their own like through that way.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love hearing your story and how from a young age you had this entrepreneurial spirit in you, and you were able to over the years kind of nurture that and develop that into who you are today. And the book on goal setting, I think this is such a big piece. And you had mentioned that success a lot. of people and i want you to kind of dive into this for us as well but a lot of people look at, you know, when they think about success and they think about goals, a lot of the times it is centered around money and making more money. We have an illusion that if we make more money, then we're successful. We will be happy. We will then have reached that point where it's like we're fulfilled and we, we feel like we have purpose. But if you could dive into a little bit about why you think that while there's nothing wrong with making money, of course. Uh, because I like what you mentioned mentioned as well, because the more money we actually make, the bigger impact we can make on this world. So that piece of it is definitely a key piece to that. But also, if you'll explain why you think that we have to be rooted in something deeper and our priorities need to be focused on other things rather than just the money. So if you'll dive into that for us.
1: Yeah so like we were talking about the there's like the different facets And in the book, I go into the seven different facets in our life, like the health and our mentality, our financial goals, because those are always going to be important, like just to keep us on track, because that's kind of how life works and the mentality, which a lot of that is our spirituality. And we like all those different facets are important to us, and they're all important to us. and. Different degrees, and that's kind of how I came up with the metaphor of a tent. And if you want me to kind of explain that, because I know it sounds kind of off track, like a metaphor about a tent. Whenever we're talking about yeah, no, bells. I like it.
0: It's actually the cover of your book, right? And then you yeah. have a. I think I um, watched the. You have a video on it, so yeah, I would love for you to kind of talk about that. It's kind of just the different pillars, in a sense, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And so. I think that'll help explain like what the facets are and like how they apply to our lives. and The steps in the tent metaphor, they're like the first one is visualization. The second one is laying out the steps. The third one is our why. The fourth one is our priorities and our habits that we need in place to sustain success. And then the fifth one is focus. And in the analogy about the tent, we start with the idea behind the finished structure, and this represents our visualization. And it actually wasn't until recently that I really understood the importance and the science behind visualization, because I, like I've i read Think and Grow Rich, and I'm sure a lot of us have, and mm-hmm. about how Napoleon Hill talks about the how visual like kind of brings into our lives different things that we're desiring but I in my mind I was like uh well I mean he says it works and like it worked for some successful people but I don't know like that sounds kind of woo woo to me (laughs) and so but in the goal success coaching program I went through I learned about the reticular activating system and that's the system for those of you who don't know like if for example if you just got a new car then you're going to start seeing that car a lot more because it's become part of like your mind and like what you're thinking or if you're in a conversation and you're trying to think of a really clever comeback but then you can't and then later you're not even thinking about it and then the most clever comeback you could ever imagine or comes to your mind like whenever you're in the shower whenever you're not thinking that's because through visualization our conscious mind commands our subconscious mind and the subconscious mind doesn't stop thinking about it until it feels satisfied and that's why like you think about that later whenever your conscious mind is not even on it and so that that's kind of how I started like actually thinking okay well maybe yeah he's a very successful person he knows a lot more than I do but now I kind of agree with what he's saying because there's science to back it up Mm -hmm. and so that's one of the important parts the about goal setting is the visualization because we allow ourselves to start attracting into our lives things not because of some kind of like woo woo mystical thing but because of how God has programmed our minds to be and so it's the conscious mind commanding the subconscious and so you start seeing opportunities in your life that will get you closer to that goal and but at that point like that's the first step and then at that point you don't really know what or how to get there and this is where the blueprint and the analogy comes in and the blueprint represents how we're going to accomplish our goal and it takes concepts and breaks them down into feasible steps and components to show us what materials we need and in what dimensions and a lot of times we have an idea of something that we want to do, like start a podcast, for example, or become an RN or create passive income or whatever, but not initially know the reason why. And without knowing our why, we'll lose our momentum and we won't have the motivation in our minds that we need. And our why in this analogy is the foundation. It's the ground bars that connect the pillar poles. And then we get to the seven facets of our life that will be affected to some degree, regardless of what goal we decide to pursue. And the seven facets include career, finance, health, mentality, mindfulness, relationships, and society. And the pillars are all built up by different habits that we have. And these are the links that make up each pole. And the more habits we have in place, the more potential we have to reach our desired goal. And I love what you said in one of um, your recent podcasts that kind of comes to mind about us uh, being able to pursue our goals, even if we have kids or our attention, something else that needs our attention, like we'll get there still, like we can so keep working towards our goal but Mm -hmm. we'll just get there a little bit slower and that's exactly like what the pillar poles are in this analogy and in that particular instance our relationships pillar would be higher and then our other goals would temporarily be lower and so the that's the beauty of it being a tent because it's flexible so it's not going to break if something unexpected comes up in our life and we're forced to adjust and in the middle of the tent we have our center mass pole and this pole represents the focus that we need to get to the top and the canopy goes on top and this represents when we've completed all the steps and reached our goal. And it's the same tent theoretically that we visualized from the beginning when we were talking about our blueprints and the, I say theoretically, because like life always happens and we need to be a little bit flexible, but mm-hmm. without like a, without that visualization, we're not going to see all the opportunities in our lives. Yeah,
0: I am. Um, I definitely, you know, a, a lot of people do think about the whole visualization part of it as being like woo woo or like, you know, that's that's stupid or cheesy or whatever, But it, when you, when you look at the science behind it, it really does. Because I literally, I just got a new car in February and now I see them all over the place. Like, I like, it's just, it's, it's so true. And it's the same thing. Like when you're, say you're in an argument with someone and you're like, you know, you, and then later on, you're like, oh my gosh, I should have said, like, I should have said this and this and this and this, because Mm -hmm. it is like you had mentioned your conscious and your subconscious mind are just a piece. Of the puzzle and the science backs it. Uh, so just being able to really know where you want to go, number one, and because if you don't know where you're going, like you're, if you don't know where you want to go, then you're not going to get there. That visualization piece is kind of like your your map. Like, okay, like I want to go from South Carolina to Florida. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's easy. Uh-huh. We can print out a Google roadmap and get there. But when it comes to our minds and it comes to our lives, it, we don't really look at it in that sense. But it really is the visualization part, I feel like is the roadmap to get you to where you want to go. Sometimes you're going to have to take detours, right? Like in the season of life, if you're raising little kids, or, you know, you have things going on in your life, you really have to just know where you're going. And if you're if it takes you a little bit longer to get there, it's still okay. But you know, just have that roadmap to where you want to go. And then really, like you had mentioned, be connected to your why. And so this is with anything in life, no matter if you want to get in shape and lose weight, or if you want to build a passive income business, or if you want to start a podcast, if you, whatever that is for you, if you want to write a book, you really have to be grounded in your why, because we all know that life is going to happen. Life is going to get hard, but if you know your why, when times get hard, then you Continue. Because if you don't have that, it's easy to quit. It's easy to, to stop doing whatever because life happened. But if you really are grounded in your why, it helps you stick to your goals and your habits. I know that you had mentioned that, and I love this quote, it says, know your priorities so you don't spend 40 years wasting time chasing money. (laughs) So back to kind of what we mentioned about success and people really thinking that success is making all this money and building this business that brings them all this income or, you know, the more money they have, the more things that they can have. But really, when it comes down to it, it's not all about the money and the things it's really about those seven things that you just mentioned is it's our relationships, it's our family, our health, like those things. Because if you don't have, say your health, you have nothing and ask anybody who's sick and they'll tell you what's the one thing <laughs> that you wish you could have more than anything else in this world. And they are going to tell you their health because if you don't have that, you don't have anything. So really grounding yourself in knowing what those priorities are for you, I think is what brings true fulfillment in life. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where somebody can chase a goal and be super successful in that one goal. And that's why like a lot of times people just like they can't find happiness whenever they do achieve success. They're like, okay, now what? It's because they didn't focus on their their facets that were their priorities in their life and what's important to them. And they didn't build on those on their way there. They sacrificed all the ones that are more important. And they have this one high, high one up here and they're like, okay, now what?
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of really ambitious people kind of struggle with this because they say they have this big goal and that's like, they're laser focused on that and they're ambitious and they're doing the things and they're, they're hustling and they're checking the boxes and they're all the while they're, they're focused on reaching this one goal. But then it's like, what's happening with your family life? What's happening with your relationships is your spiritual relationship. Are you focusing on that? Are you spending more time focused on your business than focusing on growing your relationship with God or spending time with your spouse or whatever that is. So a lot of times you're so laser focused on that one goal. that we forget that all of these other things are really what are gonna bring us true fulfillment. So we can still reach that goal, but I think our focus needs to, in a sense, have a balance where you're nurturing your your things that are ultimately gonna bring you fulfillment while you're nurturing, reaching your goal and just kind of doing them simultaneously. And you really have to, like you mentioned, um, what I was talking about in that podcast was that you really have to consider your season of life and where you are. So, you know, whether that's a mom and you're raising little kids or whether that's you're in college and you're working on getting your degree or you're furthering your education or whatever that looks like for you, you really have to consider your season of life. And I think it comes down to like giving yourself some grace too, because when we are ambitious people and we have these big goals, have these audacious goals, and we want to achieve these big things in life we get upset with ourselves when we don't reach a milestone or we don't get there as quickly as we want to. So again, it's just giving yourself that grace and knowing that you really have to take that season of life into consideration, whether that's building a business, reaching your weight loss goals, writing a book, those kinds of things. And I truly believe, and I say this over and over again in my podcast, but if something is on your heart and you really feel that you've been called to do something like God has placed it there on purpose. And so no matter how long it takes you to get there, because oftentimes we're in a season right now, my husband and I, we bought a piece of property at the very beginning of 2020. And we've been trying to build on this piece of property for the past year. We literally, literally had our building permit for a year, but just things have happened like crazy things. Like they built the wrong size trusses. They, this is crazy. The guy that we hired to put it up, he actually died. Like we've had all these things happen and it's like, okay, have to go back to God has a purpose in this. Like there is a reason in the timing of all this stuff going on that it's taken this long for us to start. We literally just started last week. And so I have to just Number one, have patience (laughs) and know and trust the timing. Like it didn't happen in my timing, but that's okay. His timing is always better than mine. So even though I can get mad that we're not further along than we are, just like your goals, you can get mad because you're not further along in reaching your goals. You really have to give yourself grace and say, okay, like his plan is bigger than mine. I have faith. I trust in that more than my plans. That's kind of a big, big part, I think, of goal setting too, because like I said, is ambitious and people that have entrepreneurial spirits, they, they want to reach these big goals, but I think really being grounded. And I just did a podcast episode on goal setting actually, which was kind of crazy. You reached out to me at this time because I just recorded it, but it was setting godly goals because I found myself when I was setting goals, like they weren't really grounded and, and rooted in that foundational piece of the whole goal setting process of really partnering with God and really just know, like wanting to not just achieve them for the worldly things, but achieve them for a bigger purpose. That's super cool that you reached out around that same time. So I know that you have a goal setting checklist, which is a freebie. So I want you to tell my listeners about that. And I'll also drop the link in the show notes for them as well.
1: Yeah. So I have the checklist and I also I made a planner because I was trying to like while I was visualizing Mm -hmm. this podcast, I was trying to think of a way that I could kind of simplify all the lessons and the key concepts for people to take away. Okay, And I think the easiest way to kind of explain that is to kind of explain the psychology behind the checklist and the planner that I created because they go both hand in hand because I think that's the most effective way for people to listen to this podcast and then be able to go out and start making goals today and so I can go into that so I wrote the book to give people like the information that they need to achieve mm-hmm. any goal they want but so many of us suffer from the information overload <laughs> so that's why like I kind of took all those lessons that I- learned when I was reading the psychological studies and interviewing the successful people and also trying things out for myself and just so nobody has an excuse to say they don't want to start a 12-month planner halfway through the year I updated it to where it goes from May to May now mm-hmm. so there's none of those excuses that's one thing I try to do is like eliminate as many excuses as possible and make it as easy as for people to succeed as they can because that's that's one of my big goals. And so a big component of the checklist and the planner is prioritizing our facets. And that's what's going to what we've been hitting on a lot today. And that's what is going to determine the long-term success and happiness and at the beginning of the planner there's a mind map for each of the seven facets and for anybody who's listening don't know what mind mapping is it's where you write down in the middle of a paper like what the central idea is and branch off whatever comes to mind from there and it's really a visual way of seeing your thoughts and the potential actions and how they relate to each other so on these it's the the mindfulness would be in the middle or the career would be in the middle and just kind of to make it easier to think about i can give an example of one of mine that applies to right now actually like i remember on my planner sitting over there oh on my planner like on the career i have branching off of that one of the things is like how we feel and after one year how i want to feel and then the other one well there's multiple but one of them is like help 5,000 people Mm -hmm. and branching off of that it gets more specific it's like going on podcasts and webinars and the book and the planner and the email list and blog posts and then those get into more specifics and you can kind of see how all your goals relate to each other and that helps with the visualization step and the circus analogy and where you can see what your life will look like and feel in the area and those like feelings will helping 5,000 people will make me feel humbled that I was in the opportunity to be able to do that and it'll make me feel peaceful because I feel like that's a calling that I have and so in the that's kind of what the mind mapping is and then in the beginning of each month you choose what facets to focus on and those are the, again those seven without thinking through what our priorities are and how they play into our goal we're not going to find that success no matter where we are because balance is key but balance in the right places is critical mm-hmm. and there's a place for your bucket list at the beginning and the five year and the 10 year goals and the reason I do this is because the huge goals we set work as large magnets that pull us through any inevitable obstacles that we're going to face and on the path to our success and this is kind of an extension of the visualization and if you've ever i don't know if this is the right audience for this analogy but i i enjoy it the if you've ever shot a gun and the like the iron sights on the gun the first one i kind of think about as like the one year goal Mm -hmm. so you have like a but so you have a more accurate view of like where you want to go long term to find a target you have to have the second sight and that's kind of what I think about whenever I think about the long-term goals because you have this one right here and then you have that one and then it's showing you the direction of like where you want to shoot to yeah and so it gives you more accurate depiction of like what path to take along that and so then you it breaks off into breaking it down into like actionable steps each month and then actionable steps each week and then ultimately each day because having the many goals that we have creates a chance to reflect on what's working and adjust accordingly and reflecting at least on a weekly or monthly basis is critical because when we do this we become a lot more efficient and it decreases our time wasted and make sure we're staying on track to that goal but most importantly it's a lot easier to look at an individual task and feel confident that you can do that as opposed to seeing run a marathon written down. You see little things like drink a glass of water or just like go on a jog. Like you see little things on the way to that marathon. And the mini goals also create a lot of smaller deadlines for us and if we didn't do this then most of us would try to cram in all the work right before the year mark if we're still (laughs) even motivated enough by then to try to accomplish the goal but our big goals are not like the final exam back in school that we could just cram in one night and still do fine Mm -hmm. and the deadlines have been a part of our life since our school years and they unfortunately do not go away as I have found out but it was I think it was around like the third or fourth year of being in college that I kind of came up with my own like little system for doing the papers and doing different deadlines because I was a huge procrastinator because I justified it by just saying like oh I'm a lot more creative whenever Mm -hmm. I'm in a deadline and my mind works a lot faster and it is true but for larger tasks that we have like the five month and goals that we have, like until that deadline Our minds will still try to procrastinate. And I know it knows that we have the capability of finishing it if we do it in five weeks, if we work on it a few hours a day. But as we approach that five week mark, the overconfidence bias comes in. And then we decide we can finish it in two intense weeks. But life always happens, like, you know, and we never know what to expect. And also, our brains will not be able to function that well for that amount of hours that are necessary. And so, breaking it down, like, I still wanted to be able to use like the creativity that I got but also be more realistic about it so I started like Setting incremental deadlines. Like if it was a five thousand word paper, then I'd be like, "Oh, I have a thousand word paper due like a fifth of the way through," and then like I would still have that creativity like bust through it. And then like I would set the second one like, "Oh, I have a thousand paper due two fifths of the way through," and then that's kind of what like I did when I was writing my book, and that's what helps me a lot with like figuring out like how to not let my my nature of procrastination fall through, but also like still sustaining the the creativity that I may or may not be better at whenever I'm like in a, just in a time crunch.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that with any goal, whether it is like you said to, to write a book or to run a marathon or to lose the weight or to start the business. Like when you look at the big goal, sometimes the big goal can be scary because if you want to run a marathon and you've never even ran a mile, that's hard work and you're not going to be able to get there overnight. So you really have to, from what it sounds like when you're doing this mind mapping thing, you're really like, you're kind of reverse engineering it. So you're looking at the big goal and you're looking at all the small goals along the way that are going to help you reach that big goal. I think those are just like your little stepping stones. And if you can look at the smaller goals, I think that really helps our mindset in a sense that we can celebrate these little wins along the way. Because if we don't stop and take the time to celebrate the little wins, when we reach the big win, it's going to be like, oh, so and that's, you know, that's another piece to like being successful. So like you have to celebrate the in between parts, because when you get to the top, if you you haven't been celebrating those little wins and you've just been hustling, 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 you're going to get there and you're going to be like, this is it? Like, this is all like, wow. But if you take the time and you recognize those little wins along the way, when you reach success or, you know, whatever that is defined by you, or, you know, you run the marathon, you complete it, you've been celebrating these little things along the way. So now it's like, you've actually reached your goal. Like you're here, you can celebrate it. Like you can celebrate the hard work that you put into doing it. So I definitely um, I love that aspect of breaking down your goals because we all know at the beginning of the year everybody sets New Year's resolutions and then by two weeks in they're done because they have this big goal and. They think that because they haven't reached it in two weeks, then it's not achievable or they just give up. But in reality is set a goal. Who cares if it's the beginning of the year? Who cares if it's halfway through the year? Like at the time this episode is going to air. The big thing is to decide, make a decision on a goal, and then you have to really be grounded in your why. And then once you know your why, then you can start mapping out what that is going to look like for you and celebrate those little wins along the way, and then know, and believe in yourself that you can achieve it and you'll you'll you will reach your goal and along the way i think um, this is where those habits come into play right so it's like Mm -hmm. you're making these little wins these progresses along the way and then as you're doing that you're celebrating them and then you're also creating these habits and so once you have those habits in place then it becomes second nature it's like we talk about like brushing our teeth like we don't really think about it we wake up in the morning we brush our teeth you know like for me now it's like i use used to let my kids wake me up in the morning and I would be exhausted before my feet even hit the floor because they're wanting this and they're wanting that and it's not their fault they were toddlers they need me to do those things for them it was My problem because I was not waking up and being intentional with my time before they woke up. It's not Mm -hmm. their fault. That was on me. And so it took me a long time to realize that. Well, you know, now I've grown on that and it's second nature. I wake up an hour and a half, two hours before my kids get up because that is my time because I know that makes me a better person because I know that I need that. I know that I, you know, that's my quiet time. That's my prayer time. That's my devotional time. Like that is my time to focus on. me. And then when my kids wake up, I'm there. If they need me, I'm here. I, you know, fix lunches, fix breakfast. I do the things and I'm not completely exhausted. So that's not something that started overnight. Like it literally took years for me to get there. And it took a lot of hard work to do that. Like it literally started with five or 10 minutes a day waking up before they woke up. And then it's just building on that and getting to where, you know, where I am today. And that has truly made a big difference in my life. And it's took me years to get there. So if you have a big goal, you have to make those little small steps along the way to be able to reach the big goal. (laughs) So it's just the process. It's just the way it works. I have a, a coach that says you don't get to skip the messy middle. So just realize that. It's going to take time. It's going to be messy. You're going to screw up. But as long as you don't take your eye off of that goal and where you want to go and the person that you want to be, then you will get there. It's going to take hard work, but you don't get to skip the messy middle. And if you look at anybody online or you scroll their Instagram and you look at quote unquote overnight success or someone that is successful in your eyes, it took them a lot of hard work to get there. So don't be fooled (laughs) and don't con yourself into believing the lie that they didn't put in the hard work because everybody that is is successful has put in hard work. And that's just the bottom line. You don't get to skip the messy middle and you got to invest in yourself. And that comes back to setting goals. Setting goals is really investing in yourself and working towards becoming the person that you want to become. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree. And I really like what you said about the brushing your teeth. Cause yeah. that's not even something that we think about. Cause like, I know especially like everybody listening to your podcast is sure to have goals and dreams, but it's, harder to stay motivated towards them, especially with like stuff in their lives, like being in the medical field and working like 12 hour mm-hmm. up to 24 hour, maybe even longer shifts. And that's like where the whole thing about brushing your teeth comes in. Cause it becomes something that you don't even think about because you like you don't have to brush your teeth. You have reasons why you do, because you don't want cavities and you don't want medical bills and you want something also. You want white teeth. So that's what we have to like start thinking about our goals like what's going to happen if I don't pursue this goal what are the negatives and then what's going to happen if I do and one of the coolest things that I've found out that's related to this about goal setting whenever I was like going through the book that I thought of and then I had to do the math on this multiple times just because it was kind of crazy to me that 30 minutes a day is only two percent of our day Mm -hmm. so just like thinking about it that way and until it becomes more of like one of those brushing your teeth things like something that you do then just like keeping that motivation and keeping your why in mind and keeping your why nots in mind as well I really like that
0: yeah the two percent always tell people that when it comes to like working out it's two percent of your day and if you don't have 30 minutes a day to invest in yourself then you need to reevaluate some things because everybody can find 30 minutes in their day whether it's run up run up and down the stairs at work or whatever it is you can find 30 minutes a day to invest in yourself. And you have to look at it as truly as an investment in yourself because your health is an investment in yourself. Your you setting goals, that is an investment in yourself. And to take it even deeper than that, it's not just an investment in yourself, it's an investment in your family because I know for me, when I show up for me, when I wake up early, when I do my workout, when I eat healthy, when I drink water, All of those things make me feel good and I'm a better person. You know, I'm not as cranky to my husband. I'm not as short-tempered with my kids. I'm happier. I have more energy. And all of those things started because I invested in myself. So it's just like... The saying goes, like you cannot pour from an empty cup. If your cup is not full, another analogy, you're on an airplane, you put on your mask before you help your your neighbor, you invest in yourself first. And by doing all of these things, setting goals, taking care of yourself, eating healthy, all of those things are investing in yourself. And they really don't just impact your life for the better, but they really impact everyone around you. And I think it allows going back to like that thing that's been placed on your heart. Like God has placed it there for a purpose and I I believe wholeheartedly that when we show up and we invest in ourselves that we feel our best and we're able to walk out our calling here on earth because if we feel like crap, if we're not investing in ourself, we we feel gross, we feel depressed, we feel like we don't have a purpose. You don't feel like doing anything for anybody else because you don't feel good about yourself. So when you feel good about yourself, that's when you can really step into your calling. And that's really when you can step into your purpose of why you've been placed here on this earth. And I know for a lot of nurses, we get into the healthcare field episode to help people because that was what we feel like we were called to do. But in the same sense, I feel like especially in the season of healthcare right now with COVID and on top of all the burnout that was already going on before COVID, that you have to realize that you cannot sacrifice your health and you cannot sacrifice your sanity. You cannot sacrifice any of that, that, that goes into you being a healthy person for your job. So maybe that looks like like creating a side hustle on the side to be able to bring in some extra income so you don't have to work so many hours at work. Or that might look like building a side business to be able to go per diem or to be able to quit your job altogether. But bottom line, it starts with you investing in yourself. And when you start investing in yourself, then you can set these goals. And maybe that goal, like I said, looks like part-time per diem, whatever that looks like for you. But you have to know that just because you have a career in healthcare, does not mean that you have to be a slave to the 12 hour shifts to work in the night shifts to compromising your health because you signed up for this career there are endless opportunities for you to be able to serve, make an impact, be able to use your knowledge, use your wisdom, use that calling that God has placed on your heart to help people. But maybe you're just doing it in a different way. And it all it all starts with you investing in yourself and realizing that you cannot compromise your health for your career. Like there's other opportunities out there. So I think your, your book on goal setting would be a great place for people to start when it comes to that, because, you know, maybe you're listening and you don't know, you don't know what to do. You feel stuck in your career, but really taking the time to think about, visualize like we talked about in the beginning like visualize where you want to go like in 5 years do you still want to be clocking in at your at your hospital job and working 12 hour shifts do you really want To be in the same place of feeling burnout and overwhelmed and you're stressed all the time and your family life at home is crumbling because you're so stressed at work. You have to know where you want to go. Go back to the beginning of this where we were talking about that map, like that visualization. Like if you don't do something different, like if nothing changes, nothing changes. So start, start somewhere. And I think your goal setting book is a great place to start to really visualize where you want to go in the future, whether that's in one year, five years, 10 years, whatever that looks like for you, you have got to start somewhere. It all starts with investing in yourself, having that visualization where you want to go, that roadmap, and really getting the habits in place that is going to get you from point A to point B. Do you have any last comments for our guests today?
1: Um. Kind of like you just said, just if they take absolutely nothing else away from this, and I hope that they take some stuff away from it, but if nothing else, then to just start in a direction, because a lot of times, like I have suffered from perfectionist syndrome Mm -hmm. and wanted everything set out in place to really know where I wanted to go, which there's definitely a place for that. There's a time for pretty much anything, but I would go way beyond that and I would just like become paralyzed and not start. So if they don't do anything else, then just know that starting in a general direction of something gets you a lot further than being 100% sure about what you want to do and never starting because you can't. If you have a GPS and you're trying to figure out how to go somewhere, it's not gonna reroute itself unless you're moving a little bit. Yeah. And so you that's can't.
0: That's a great analogy. Yes, you have to be going. You have to be moving. If you're just sitting stagnant, you're you're never gonna get anywhere and so that's that messy middle where you may have to take detours or whatever but you gotta take action and so yes yep well awesome awesome thank you so much Nathan for coming on today I feel like we had a great conversation on goal setting and I am going to drop your links in the show notes so everyone will know where they can find the book where they can learn more about you and again thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me
0: Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram. Post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne. It's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.